see what kind of meat emoji I can put on Facebook. Hello and welcome to episode 42 of the Restoring Human podcast, where we believe humans were designed to flourish. Unfortunately, we live in a culture where many of our modern conveniences actually work against our thriving, but through intentional lifestyle decisions, we can return to an optimal state of health. I am Jarek Bakken. Uh, Dr. Alex Aguilo. What's in about 42? I can't believe we've done that many shows. It's the answer to the life, the universe, and everything. (laughs) Don't you know? You ever read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Never. Uh, Sarah Moore, this one goes out to you. Nice. Uh, Yeah, that's just a joke in that movie. Okay. The answer to the universe, life, and everything. Wait, didn't you just ask me if I read it and now you're talking about a movie? Well, okay, it's a, it's both. It's a oh. it's originally a book, and I watched the movie. Oh yeah, the movie's great too. Um, all right. So, if you haven't noticed, and maybe some of our listeners don't actually follow you personally, but um, Alex discovered the internet this past couple weeks. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's going on there? Why I've discovered the internet? Yeah. Well. I've, uh, I mean, one of <coughs> if you look back at our first episode here, I talked about it then. I've always wanted to try to get what I've learned about health to as many people as possible. And uh, I knew the internet was a way to do that. Social media was a way to do that. But I just kind of, I guess I didn't necessarily want to dive into that whole thing of getting on social media because I knew my tendency to maybe it kind of lure me into always being on it and I didn't want stupid comments from people and have to get into those conversations with people so I've always avoided it but I just kind of felt take care of those for you (laughs) I just felt more and more pressure I guess to do it and uh so I committed to the 30 days of July 30 I don't know what is there 31 31 days of July of doing it and if it's continues to go well then we'll continue doing it so that's how I got there yeah, it's for a lot of people who actually live life right alongside you, like like for me. I've not necessarily seen anything surprising or things I didn't know, but um, for some people who have like somewhat close proximity to you but may not see some of those details, it's essentially just being a little louder about yeah. the things that you're already doing, yeah. you know, and, and sharing your life yep um yeah i've enjoyed it i know lots of people have enjoyed it. have you i mean received much feedback have you noticed people yeah i've had patients come in and just, you know tell me how much they're enjoying the post i've had you know personal messages from people on social media saying similar stuff so yeah yeah all right so well if you used some context clues um the latest thing revealed in the what is your Instagram handle, Doctor Doctor Alec? I don't know, whatever. Uh, the latest thing revealed in there is the all meat diet. Yeah, Alex has eaten nothing but meat since Monday, Monday morning, I believe. Yep. What the heck is this all about? <laughs> Well, so I have been, obviously I dive into researching stuff on 
health all the time. I'm reading books. I'm reading articles. I'm listening to podcasts. Um, you know, looking into research. And there's just been this new craze of carnivore diet, carnivorous diet. Some people call it a zero carb diet. Um, and I follow one main guy, and I found out about him from another guy that I um, listened to a lot of his stuff. So at first I was surprised by it. I was like, what in the world is this guy talking about? Um, not that I was ever, ever been against meat, but to not eat any of the other stuff that mm -hmm. I think is, is part of a healthy diet. Mm -hmm. I was surprised by it, but then I just started listening to this guy's story and listened to his results. And then he sh backs everything up that he's saying with not only research, but also anecdotal evidence of people just giving their testimonials so i was somewhat convinced to that okay this definitely starting to make some sense um but i i maybe wanted to try it but then i kind of looked into it i'm like man that's going to be expensive to to do that um so i kind of was hesitant but then i watched another interview uh with the guy who tried it he kind of gave his testimonial and i was like all right I have a friend who's kind of been struggling with figuring out how to stay on a healthy eating plan. Mm -hmm. um, so I've been trying to look for something to do with him um, that's been different from just the typical diet that I've recommended to him that I always eat. Um, and then I have my son, my oldest son, struggles with some tics, so some neurological issues. And we've noticed pretty clearly it's when he eats bad food is the biggest thing that makes those worse. If he were to stick to a nutrition plan that we've we put out for him, then his ticks would completely go away. Um, but it's tough to do that for him. So I figured if I said, hey, buddy, you can just eat meat all the time, that this might be a little easier for him to do. So he's been doing it with me too. So those kind of wanting to help a friend out, wanting to see if this would work for my son, but then also wanting to just try it for myself to see if, if I'm going to recommend it for people down the road mm -hmm. as a, something that I would want to recommend. So that's how we, we started doing it. So what's the gist, like, with all this? Like, wh why? Why all meat? Yeah. Um, so from looking into it, I would say kind of the main benefit, and this is, I would say – people that are proponents of vegan diets or vegetarian diets or even paleo diets, the main benefit of all of those diets is you're getting a rid of all of the, the right. food that most people eat, all the processed crap, mm -hmm. sugar, vegetable oils, seed oils, mm -hmm. you, know, you know, all the chemicals and preservatives, additives, all the stuff that's put in. So you're, you're eliminating a, a bad food is the kind of the main thing. But with this, you're also eliminating potentially healthy foods that people are just having sensitivities to. So I would say that grains can be healthy for people, mm -hmm. but because of what's happened with the grains and how much the, the kind of the gluten ratio to, um, to, to fiber ratio, the gluten ratio to starch ratio, all that stuff is, is increased. So now people have a lot of sensitivity to gluten, dairy, same way, just kind of how it's been um, handled, processed, pasteurized, homogenized, all that stuff. People are starting to have more issues with dairy. So even stuff that that I would say is part of a healthy diet is is messing with people. It's creating yeah. inflammation in their body, specifically their gut. Um, so this is kind of eliminating not only all the terrible foods for you, but also even foods that potentially could be leading to yeah. sensitivities and causing inflammation in your body. But then people with digestive issues, um, specifically st things like inflammatory bowel disease, IBS, um, even if it's something like ulcers, um, acid reflux, those are all digestive issues. Those people are pretty sensitive to even vegetables, which everybody would say, 
I don't know any anybody other than these now these carnivorous people that would say we shouldn't eat vegetables. And right. even they would say it's not necessarily evil to eat vegetables or it's not bad for your health to eat vegetables. They're just saying they don't need them. Um, so most people think that vegetables are absolutely healthy for you. But people with digestive issues, they don't do well with fibrous foods. Mm -hmm. So eliminating even that then gives the digestive system a break, which then brings inflammation down, can reset your gut bacteria. So there's all these different things. So you could do that with just obviously completely fasting. So I've done a couple of water fasts. You could obviously eliminate, you're eliminating all food when you right. do that. You could do that by just um, going on bone broth, different things mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. um, but this meat diet allows you to eliminate all the things that are really bad and stuff that potentially are bad for you, but it also fills you with a bunch of nutrition. Right. Because we can get all the nutrients that we need um, for the body in within the meat products, especially if you're adding organ products, which you've been following me, obviously I've been doing that. So mm -hmm. my son hasn't necessarily bought into the tongue yet, but I've been doing it. <laughs> okay. So it's, it's kind of like an assisted fast. Yeah. In a sense, mm -hmm. because you're, yeah, you're eliminating the the idea is eliminating all these things that are potentially causing any sort of inflammation, any sort of uh, bad sensitivity, response, yeah. sensitivity, anything at all, um, and getting rid of that. Uh, what about like the quality of the things you're actually eating? Yeah, so I mean, I would prefer to have all my meat be pasture raised, organic, mm -hmm. um, or wild caught mm -hmm. um, meat, um, which most of it has been. Um, but again, that that's just goes back to the expense. Like if I'm going to be eating, f you know, three steaks a day or something like that, right? It's going to be a ton of money. It's like those are like twenty dollars steaks if you're getting grass fed. So I have been eating some. I still try to get um, organic. You know, so if they are e even if they are eating grains, that it's not GMO grains. Uh -huh. um, actually, in Iowa, if you get f meat from Iowa, most Iowa cows are grass-fed. They're just not grass-finished, so they finish them off with grain just to fatten them up before they go mm -hmm. to slaughter. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, I'm staying away from, I haven't actually done fish yet, but I will do fish. But staying away from farm-raised fish, um, not necessarily just for the toxicity um, part of it, but there's also this less nutrient in sure. farmers' fish than wild sure. fish. Um, I have since I've just been telling more pe more and more people about it. I've had patients talk about you know they have whatever they've shot a deer or they've killed um, they hunt for geese and duck, so they're potentially going to be giving me some of that stuff. I have That's a farmer awesome. who raises goats. He's going to get me some goat meat. Um, yeah, so I'm trying to get the best possible sources, um, but I would say even if I wouldn't, and I was just eating, you know, beef that's been f fed grain. From the research that I've looked at, all the stuff that they say is bad about that is is pretty bad research. There's not enough evidence to show that you, uh, you know, they would say it increases your risk of cancer, specifically pancreatic cancer, if you're eating a bunch of processed meats. Um, obviously, the whole, you know, raising your cholesterol and heart disease link is garbage that we've talked about in previous podcasts. Right. Um, so yeah, even if I had to eat 
basically not necessarily the best sources, I still think you could do it. I just wouldn't necessarily recommend it. Um, trying to still get as clean as possible so that you're giving your liver a break and not having it have to get rid of a bunch of toxicity. Sure. Um, is the way to go for sure. Sure. So obviously like, you know, big cuts of meat is one of the main things you're talking about, but what are some of the other kind of nuances thrown in there? So I'm assuming that doesn't mean sausage and hot dogs and, you know, different meat products like that. Right. Yeah. The less processed, um, that's what I wanted to say because obviously I posted that picture of the tongues Mm -hmm. and every, if I would have just posted that picture of the steak, um, you know, people wouldn't have had any issue with it, but obviously I have these two tongues sitting on the plate and everybody was grossed out. Literally. But if you ask which one of those two cuts of meat are more processed, you know, it's the tongue that's the least processed. Of, of Literally the looks like you stuck your tongue out, took a scissors, and... That's what it was. So, again, trying to avoid, our guests get the least amount of processed food. So I'm still doing, again, if, especially for my son, because he's so, you know, he comes home or he comes in from outside playing and he wants something to eat, you know, where he might grab cashews or he might grab a piece of fruit or something like that. We'll have, um, like, some sort of a beef stick, um, mm-hmm. or my, my wife got some salami, so some, or even sliced, um, turkey breast, like Applegate turkey mm-hmm. breast. So we're having that, um, still, I've been surprised at how much I haven't had to do that. I figured I was like, man, Emily, you got to make some beef jerky. I didn't need <laughs> snacks, especially when I'm here at the office mm-hmm. and I haven't really had to do much of that. Um, especially at night, like my, one of my biggest problems with eating is if I'm up until 10, 30, 11 o'clock. I always think I have to there's eat another, something. There's another meal time there. Yeah, and I I haven't really had to do that. I mean, I've wanted to, but I, it's not like, man, I just really have to go and do something. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's been that's been big. So just trying to get the, the least amount of processed food. So it's not that we won't eat hot like we had brats yesterday, um, but the majority of it's going to be yeah steak. Um, it's going to be pork chops. It's going to be lamb chops. It's going to be lamb steak, and then the organ meats, obviously, which are not very processed at all eggs yeah and so i've been doing eggs um eggs is one of the the top foods to have sensitivities to um and i haven't noticed that with myself of having issue with eggs because i eat so many eggs and i would probably noticed if something would have happened but because i really want to get specific with it is this going to work for my son i haven't my son hasn't had any eggs Mm -hmm. so he's had just straight meat and then how have you been cooking stuff um, so my morning's really been eggs and bacon. So I've just put, I've been getting out the cast iron skillet. Um, is that what it's called? Yeah. Pan? Yeah. Skillet. Not the skillet. Yeah. Um, so not that new s- skillet thing that we, that somebody gave us. It'd be called a griddle. Griddle. Okay. So yeah, I've been doing that in the, the skillet. Um, I haven't been, I've been cooking the bacon first. So just using the bacon fat for the eggs. I haven't been adding any coconut oil cause I'm trying to avoid all plant products. Um, so I haven't, I've just been doing straight animal fat for the cooking. Um, and then I've been grilling, doing a lot of grilling. You've probably seen pictures of stuff on the grill. Um, and then organ meats, I've just doing that same cast iron, cast iron skillet. So nice. Just pan. Actually the tongue, um, we looked that up and yeah, the guy that sold it to that? me, the guy that sold it to me said the best way to do it is a pressure cooker. Okay. That's um, what it looked like. But we just put it in a, in a pot and Emily simmered it for a long time. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what so, it looked like. Look yeah. 
Yeah, so we just kind of boiled that, I guess. That was the best way? That's what I heard. I don't know. I would just think there'd be, like, nothing to it. It was good. I would I would <laughs> think you'd want to get some flavor in there and get some Well, she put flame she, so she put I think garlic <laughs> and something else in the in the water that it was boiling Okay. In. Yeah. But other than that, like even when I'm in making steaks, I've just been putting salt. One time I put prep pepper on there. Um but again, I'm trying to avoid any sort of mm-hmm. plant-based stuff and and so the zero carb part of it, like there would be no issue with using the, the spices because sure. you're not necessarily getting carbohydrates sure. there. But avoiding any sort of plant stuff, that's what I'm really trying to do. But again, I'm not being 100% strict on it. I'm just trying to minimize it as much as possible. So that's that's one of the aspects of this that I, I think we have talked about this a little bit previously, but the um, macronutrient ratio that you're getting doing this all meat diet. Mm-hmm. It's zero carb, um, but it's, what would you call it in terms of fat to protein ratio? Like, are you in a state of ketosis, in a lighter state of ketosis because you've got so much protein? Like, what, yeah. do, you, what do you think's going on there? Well, so I don't even know that it's completely zero carbohydrate because there's going to be some sort of, especially if I'm eating organ meats, there's going to be mm-hmm. some sort of glycogen probably in the in the muscle tissue. Mm-hmm. Um, and same thing with the with the actual muscle meats um, and eggs. There's going to be a small amount of carbohydrates, so it's not a hundred percent zero. But it but like if we look at it from a ketogenic standpoint, like are you minimizing carbohydrates enough to to get into ketosis? Hundred percent, I would be. Again, it's it's pretty much zero carb. Um, fat to protein, I mean, they're about equal. Some of the, cause I'm not eating, I've had chicken one time, but it was even the fattier part of the chicken. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't care about lean meats. I want as much fat on the meat as possible. Right. Um, so it's a little bit higher fat to protein, um, ratio. So maybe one and a half to two to one with the meats that I've been eating. Yeah. I mean, the, or some of the organ meats are a little bit <laughs> more lean. Um, but I would say, uh, yeah, I'm in a light state of ketosis. I could even taste it on my breath mm-hmm. um, of something changing there. And one of the issues that I've seen with my friend who's been doing it, he's been feeling like crap at the beginning because yeah. his energy comes from carbohydrates and he hasn't been giving himself any carbohydrates. So his body's trying to make that change of hang adapting on. over to hang on. Buddy. Yeah. Adapting over to burning fat for energy. And when, it, when that happens, he's just going to see some awesome, awesome things um, go for his body yeah. and his brain even too. Um, so yeah, I would say, I eat too much protein to get into like a high level of ketosis. If you like measuring your ketones, mm-hmm. you're not going to be over one millimolar, I don't think. But I'll probably be at like 0. 0.5, 0. 0.6, something like that. If I tested them, I would think. We need to get one of those little monitors. Yeah. What's interesting is I think I want to get, if I'm going to do this long term, I want to get um, just even a blood sugar monitor. Yeah. Because well, with the well, amount of exercise that I'm doing, um, a lot of people are saying that like, like Olympic level athletes, professional athletes, even if they're not eating a low carb diet, they're, um, or even if they are eating a low carb diet, their blood sugar levels are pretty high, like almost getting into um, pre-diabetic range. So I'd be interested to see where my... Say, say that again. So you want your fasting glucose levels to be around 80. That's a healthy mm-hmm. blood sugar level. Mm-hmm. 
when you get to 90, 95, you're kind of pre-diabetic yeah. and it's not, you're not diabetic to about 120, but that's ridiculous. You don't ever want to get to that much to say, Hey, I should start doing something because I'm around 120. Right. Um, but high level athletes, and they think it's because they work out so much. If they're eating a high carb diet, their right. blood sugars are going to be high. Right. But even if they go low carb, their blood sugars are around 90, 95, sometimes a hundred. Hmm. Um, and they think it's potentially because they're, they are exercising so hard. Their body's somewhat always in a stress response, mm-hmm. which the adrenaline's going to basically your body thinks that you, you need more sugar to the, the blood supply or to the, your muscles and more blood supply to the muscles. Right. So it's going to produce, it's going to break things down to get glucose in your blood so that you have it. Um, so that's why they think it's most likely there. So that would be something I would want to check as opposed to ketones. I'm not, I don't really care much about ketones. Um, because I, if I'm not eating carbohydrates and I don't feel complete like complete crap, then right. I know most likely my body's using ketones for, to, for energy. Yeah. How have you felt? I guess how many times have you worked out this week though? Yeah, I've worked out three times this week. Um, today was my first break, and I was coming off of probably four days in a row at least of working out. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt fine. I felt I've I always get a little bit tired, which I was hoping that this was going to change that. And during the day and it, I would say it's slightly changed, but I'm still kind of yawning sometimes, but I, I haven't had any days where I've just been like, man, I feel like just crap. I'm flat. exhausted. Um, so I would say there's probably is some improvement. I think more of that is maybe sleep. I need to figure out how to get some better sleep than I am. Um, but probably the biggest thing that I've noticed is I'm 35 years old and I work out really hard. So I'm sore pretty much every day. Um, but I haven't been sore at all this week. I haven't really felt any sort of, I mean, we worked out pretty hard on Tuesday. Yeah. And then followed up with, you talked me into working out yesterday when I was going to take my break yesterday. And (laughs) that was not an easy workout yesterday. And then we walked with a sled. Let me tell you what talking Alex into working out (laughs) is. I literally sent him one picture of a workout and he met me at the gym. (laughs) That's all it takes. So yeah, I would, I would, and I'm interested for that to continue because I don't plan. Because you know, if you are have been following what we've been doing, um, <laughs> attempting this year to train pretty hard so that I could qualify for something with the CrossFit um, Open next year, and uh, so I'm not going to back off on my training because I don't have any carbohydrates in my body. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see how this goes, and, and not that that's something that I'm fully <laughs> recommending, but it'll be interested to see how that goes with just eating the protein and fat yeah and so it's been a month and a half now right six something like that six six eight weeks i don't know during the past six to eight weeks you've also been just i probably higher protein overall yeah and a lot more meat products overall yep have you noticed a difference in the past eight weeks or so with how you're feeling, performance, stuff like that? No, not really. Um, I would say it just kind of throws my rhythm off because typically what I've been doing is I have been, I've been increasing my eating window more in the past six to eight weeks uh, where I typically would fast for the morning and not eat till around 12 or or one. I've been eating in the morning um, after my workouts. I was wondering. So that's probably the biggest difference. And I haven't really noticed a huge change. And like since when I started that, I didn't know a, 
big change in my performance, good or bad, with that. So that was, and I don't know that I've no noticed, I mean, it's only been three days, but I haven't noticed a huge change in my performance, um, just the recovery. Like I haven't been super sore and I feel like I could go, you know, and do another workout again today and be fine, but I'm just choosing to take a break. From sure. Today. Sure. Yeah. So you've been, you've been eating three meals a day? Yeah. In how large of a window? Uh, so it's been variable. I would like to do 14 hours of fasting and just eat within that, mm -hmm. you know, eight hour period. Um, yesterday. Ten? Is that 10 hour period? Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, yesterday, I'm trying to think, I think I ate around 11 after we worked out. It was my first meal. Mm -hmm. And then I stopped eating at 7, 7 o'clock. Yeah. So that so was that's, a smaller that's a one. Eight, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So a lot, I mean, there's a lot of research behind just even even 12 hours and having a, a even 12-12 and how much more beneficial that is than yeah. basically tipping the scale to towards the other direction where you're digesting food for more time every day than you're resting, you know? Right. Um, I mean, are you... What, 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 what are the, some of the biggest differences that are going to be happening between 12 hours and 16 hours? What are going to be differences for why it would benefit you to do that? Yeah, and like stuff that you're concerned about, maybe not as concerned about. Um, well, I think for me, it just continues to help me be cl at least close to being a fat adapted um, person, I guess. I was going to say athlete because the reason, main reason I'm doing this is for the performance in the gym, really. But So what I mean by that is I'm not always needing carbohydrates to use for energy. And why you would need carbohydrates for energy is because if you're eating a lot, you're spiking insulin, and insulin stays high because you're always eating. And when insulin is on, you can't be fat adapted. You can't use fats for energy because it wants to store fat for later. So then you have to use either your glycogen stores or you have to use carbohydrates that you just ingested. So for me, if I can stay in that um, 16 hours then I'm just that much better at using fat for energy as opposed to, um, so I become more insulin sensitive, which is a term we've used in the past. My body's really good at switching from carbohydrates and still being able to use those, but also being able to use fat for energy. Where you could still get that, especially if you're working out when you're doing the 12, but to do the 16, you're, you're just gonna be that much more better at it. Yeah. But then you're also giving your digestive system more of a break. Um, so that it's not always having to work, which also zaps energy from your body. So you should, your brain should be able to function better. Your heart, liver, kidneys, everything else should function better because it has the energy to be able to do that because your digestive system's not trying to break stuff down and, and take in nutrients from it. And so what is the main reason that you are eating earlier in the day? Uh, just because I, I want to try to... The guys that do this diet, mm -hmm. some of them do the intermittent fasting, time-restricted eating stuff, um, but some of them don't. Some of them eat three meals a day. So I've been trying to just do it how I've seen other people do it. Plus, I know my son wouldn't be able to fast. Do, do fast, and not that I would even want him to fast. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I've just been, this is the way I've been choosing to, to do it. Lane, it's like, 
Well, the other reason is, is one of the things that helps me do that 16 to f- go from 12 to 16 is I can have coffee. Yeah. And Oh, you're not doing coffee. I'm not even doing coffee. I've just been doing water. Mm-hmm. I have been doing, I've done a couple of the, like the Zevia mm-hmm. sparkling waters. Mm-hmm. Um, coffee's probably, I was telling Emily, she was asking me what's the first thing I'm going to add back in. I was like, I think I'm going to add in coffee and chocolate. And then maybe stick with that and somehow popularize this meat, chocolate, and coffee. Diet. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could get people on that. Um, it's also like in less than two or three meal. I mean, it, it, it's just a lot of food to eat if you're oh, yeah. only eating once a day, especially. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that you could take in because again, you're you're eating f- you're eating foods with lots of protein. You're eating real food mm-hmm. with lots of nutrients, so your body's going to get full. Like it's tough to overeat that stuff. Oh yeah. So yeah, I would. That's the, the other. Uh, that's the reason why I think these guys have done it the way that Split they've done it, it up. is so that they can take in more mm-hmm. more food. Because mm-hmm. um, I recommended it to another friend, and he's like, "I don't think I could get enough calories." And I'm like, "Dude, I eat over two pounds of meat a day. Like that's for sure going to be enough calories for you to to get. Yeah. And it's full of nutrition, right? I'm not eating empty calories." Um, like even oils and stuff that people use to, uh, you know, add to their coffee or put in, put in whatever to just increase the amount of fat that they're getting and right. increase the amount of calories. Like that's not necessarily nutrient dense, um, where everything I'm eating is full of nutrients. So yeah, I might even be able to get away with not eating as much calories because I'm nourishing my body so well with the foods that I'm eating. So what, what has, what has a typical normal day looked like three meals? So it's been bacon and eggs in the morning. Sometimes I've added a steak to that. My son, because he's not eating eggs, he eats a hamburger in the steak or a hamburger in the bacon. Um, lunchtime, it's been either pork chop or steak or some sort of organ meat. Um, and then the nighttime has been whatever else my family's been eating. So my aunt family had brats last sure. night, so I just had two and a half brats and then a hamburger, so probably like a third pound of hamburger. So I'm trying to get at least a um, 0.8 pounds i don't know what that is in grams um of meat each time so i would like to get over two pounds of meat and i'm including eggs in that so that's what i typically try to do have you um have you actually been adding up like calorie intake macronutrient intake or just nah nope somewhat been figuring out if i'm eating enough here to get over the two pounds but Mm -hmm. other than that i haven't been doing anything (laughs) hunger zero i mean other than the like we talked about the three ways of being hungry like it's never been i'm hungry actual hunger because right. relin's produced and hormonally mm-hmm. i'm hungry mm-hmm. it's been man i would really like to eat whatever they're eating right now yeah and it hasn't even been like terrible stuff like um they had kimchi and fermented radishes and, mm-hmm. and lettuce salad last night along with the broads i'm like man i'd really like some kimchi right now mm-hmm. um or just head stuff like man i think i need to eat but the water's been been good for that, just taking a drink of water. So which helped me obviously on the water fast, being able to just have something yeah. liquid in my mouth. Yeah. How's your how's your water intake been? Well, it's been pretty good. I've gotten close to a gallon every day, I think. Um so that's the other thing I've been doing. I in the morning before because I work out in a fasted state, I drink I've always done creatine and amino acids while I'm working out before while and after i just drink 
about 24 ounces of that. I've still done that because you get creatine from meat, you get amino acids from meat. So right. it's not, it's, it's nothing. nothing. I'm not adding plants. Yeah. To, to what I'm doing. It's so. nothing you're not already getting. Yeah. So I just did a post yesterday about supplements and, uh, I oh, said, yeah. I said, because I'm avoiding most of the supplements, supplements I'm not is creatine and, and amino acids. So I'm not taking vitamin D right now. I'm not doing omegas. I'm not, you know, doing magnesium. I'm not doing any of that stuff I would do on a, on a daily basis. So. And what was that, what was that probiotic thing? Uh, that's just a new probiotic that Designs for Health, the company that I sell in my office, um, has come out with. They've typically done, just because of how difficult it is to actually get probiotics to your lo lower intestine, they've done smaller um, amounts. So they've done like 5 billion CFUs or 15 billion CFUs, where this one now they figured out how to package it in a way that it's still going to survive moisture, it's going to survive heat, it's going to survive um, your stomach acid but they can do it in higher amounts, which increases the diversity and the amount that you're getting there. So this one is 50 billion. And they have a 100 billion and they have a 250 billion for like if you had antibiotic therapy and you needed to get your um, probiotics back up. So. Somebody just liked that. Uh, and you are taking that? No, I'm going to wait. So one of the things that another benefit of this is opposed to, so we talked about just eliminating foods. This is also going to reset my gut bacteria. So any sort of bad bacteria that might be there that feeds on fermentable fibers, mm -hmm. that's going to be go away. They're not going to be survive because they're not getting their food. Mm -hmm. So this kind of reset that. And then as I add back in plant foods, then I'll start to rebuild that diversity. So my plan is to just add back in the probiotic. So now I know here's what research has shown as the good, what a healthy gut looks like, where I've kind of eliminated potential for any bad bad things in my gut yeah now i'm gonna be able to know i'm putting the right stuff in there so that's my that's definitely ne necessarily not necessarily based on research but that's kind of my understanding of how the gut microbiome works so got it got right. it i think i gotta see some patients now yeah all right uh oh for forgot to tell you i'm not really i'm cheating on you tomorrow <laughs> i won uh i won three acupuncture sessions oh yeah it's at a different chiropractor's office cool uh yeah you ever done that nope well let's hope i don't die <laughs> <laughs> uh if you got questions about the meats let us hear it absolutely okay see you guys <laughs>